Welcome back to TimeSync. My name is Hamza. My name is Amaldeep. We got a special guest here today. Who is? This is where you say hi. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh yeah. Uh, I'm Arlen. Um, you may know me from episode 25. Coming back 50 episodes later. Nice, nice. So we are. So this is basically our quarter quell episode. Uh, do you guys remember where that's from? Quarter no. quell. No. Quarter. What are you about? Quarter quell. It's from the Hunger Games. <laughs> so, oh. Uh. <laughs> it's the seventy fifth Hunger Games. Was the quarter quell. So we are on our quarter quell. You know what I'm saying? Seventy five episodes. Am I Katniss? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are oh. Katniss, and this is the Hunger Games. Can I be the alcoholic guy? I forget his name. Uh, no alcohol in this channel. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> uh, basically this is episode seventy five, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the Batman, the Batman. I hate I hate the name. I'm be honest. I'm gonna say that there. I don't like the name. You don't like spoilers, the name. dude. That's spoilers. Spoilers? What? <laughs> my opinion? <laughs> Sorry, guys. This whole podcast is spoilers now. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Almost. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we should probably yeah. just give our like our basic opinions real quick. Who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, Arlen, you go first. Basic opinion. Uh, basic opinion. This is the best Batman movie. Oof. I assume that means you like the other ones. Uh, I do like the other Batman movies, but um, I rewatched like, um, Batman Begins and like The Dark Knight. And I'm like, the Batman is still the best Batman movie. That's high praise. I think. Okay, but what about what about Joker though? Would you say you like it more than Joker? That's not technically a Batman movie, but yeah, I like it more than Joker. I like. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. I I rate it both the same score. I like the Batman. It's like I rate it like a nine out of ten, and like Joker for me is like a nine out of ten. But I give the edge over Batman. What did you rate the Dark Knight? Um, I think I rated it an eight. Okay, so it's still really high. All right. Yeah. Okay. As for me, I thought it was a really good movie, and I I don't have any rating skills or anything, but it, it for me it was basically like I was really hoping to not like it. Right. That was the whole time I was watching the movie. I'm like, yes, I yes, I don't like it, and I'm like, wait a minute. At some point in the movie, I was like, wait, this is a really good movie. So <laughs> that's where I stand on it. Okay. To make up for the fact that Hamza doesn't have a scale, I don't know if you know this about me, Arlen. I have two scales. Two scales? I got two scales, yeah. They both go from negative five to positive five. Oh. Alright. <laughs> I know, dude. Just shift it in your mind. That I always shift it out to zero. Just add five if he bothers you. Oh, okay. But yeah, I have scale for like what I consider to be a well made movie. And then a scale for how much I enjoyed the movie. Cause I, I feel like those two aren't always in sync. There's sometimes where I can be like, Oh, that movie was well made, but I didn't enjoy it. Or that movie, like if you think about it too much, it's complete doo doo. But it's really fun to watch. And I say, and I say, how could the movie not be well made if you enjoyed it? But he's like, nah. So there, 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 there we go. Exactly. <laughs> so on the well made scale, it's definitely in the high positives. I'd probably get a four out of five. High <laughs> positives because you know I got negatives. I probably get a four out of five. I I just don't like how dark these movies are. Like visually speaking, like I don't like how sometimes I can't tell what the, what's going on. But it, I feel like it worked better in this movie than it did, like, in the previous DC movies. As for my enjoyment, I'll probably give it also a 4 out of 5. Def- like, I, I, my only issue with this movie is that it, it's, it goes, some scenes are a bit long. I'll be real. Some scenes go on a bit too long. It's a 3-hour movie, and it uses most of those 3 hours well. 
But there was literally scenes where I felt my head get heavier in the theater. I'm like, I might fall asleep if this scene goes on for another five minutes. Okay, to be fair, it was pretty late, so that might be another That's reason. true, yeah. We've also watched it, like, what was it, like, an 8.30 showing? Sure. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, it was it was pretty late. It's, part, part, it's past the movie's, you know, bedtime, so... It is. <laughs> I'm usually in bed by, like, 10, 10.30. This movie ended, like, at 11.30. Yeah, no wonder you were sleepy, dude. Okay, spoiler-free part over. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go spoiler zone. And, uh, you know, how about we start talking about what a movie just said, which was kind of like, you know, DC movies being dark, like visually dark. Uh, like, I'll just say it, like, when I watched The Batman, I didn't think that was a problem, which is kind of surprising because, you know, other movies have this problem. But I, was, I thought this was, like, I could see what's going on, even though it was basically in nighttime, like the whole movie was shot during night. But I thought it was like, it was, it was still really good. I could see stuff, you know. I think some scenes did it well. And like one of the opening scenes, like the very opening scene with the fir- Riddler's first murder, there's supposed to be this shocking moment where the character, the mayor, I believe, it, I believe it was, who he walks, he's standing still for like a long period of time and then he moves and it's revealed that standing right behind him is a masked man in his house. Yep. I didn't see him. I didn't realize there was a guy there until I heard the person next to me gasp. I'm like, why are they gasping? Oh, it's the guy there. I legit couldn't see the person. Dude, I was next to you. Yeah, yeah. Hamza and I saw us together in theaters. <laughs> Arlen, Arlen did, you, did you see it? Did you see that person behind him? Dude, it was absolute perfection how they did it, dude. It's like, <laughs> like he's like standing in front and then he moves away. And then the only thing you see is like the glistening on his glasses. It's That's like, the thing. I saw the glistening on his glasses. And I just took that as if it was something, just a thing on the shelf behind him. Or like the window. I didn't realize I was supposed to be like his glasses, the glasses and their eyes until like a few seconds afterwards. I kind of like, I could think out the silhouette of a person. Yeah, it's like so good, dude. It, it kind of surprised me how they show like the logistical side. And I know that they do that in some movies, which I like, I prefer, which is like, you know, they show him like scoping out the place, looking for a way to get in. They don't have to show us him actually getting in and whatnot, but they, they show us like the ways he probably could have gotten in. And then he's actually inside. And it's like, whoa. I thought it was done really well too, yeah. It was also like interesting how like the the whole scene started out was like you don't even know who's like looking in. It's like who for, for like it could just be like Batman or like but then you find out later it's like the Riddler cuz he's just like trying to kill him. But then it also comes out to like a thing where it parallels kind of with um with Bruce Wayne's story itself. It's like damn, big brain dude. Big brain. Yeah, this is like I, I felt the same huge. way where like at the beginning, when you're seeing him look through, like, the binoculars, and then when you see him, like, in the room, when it's, like, you know, that shocking moment that I just described, I was still like, is this the bad guy or is this Batman? Is, it, is that what his suit looks like right now? Is this, like, early Batman before he has, like, a good proper suit? But then, like, obviously, you know, he murders the guy. I'm like, okay, this isn't Batman. It's like, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it definitely isn't. Uh, I might jump a little bit here, but, uh, you know, whenever the Riddler killed someone, he... You know, he was he was there with them, right? Like he like he killed this mayor. He was inside of his house. He killed uh I already forgot who, but he was inside his car. You guys remember that? Well he yeah, the, or, okay, he, he, was, uh, the, the he, he was he he ambushes them in the car and then sets up the bomb and puts them in the funeral and all that. But yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. very hands on. Very hands on. But then when he sent the when he sent the bomb to Bruce Wayne, like he just sent a bomb. Why didn't he try like why wasn't he inside the manor or like, you know, inside the mansion trying to like, you know, Standing behind Batman. I mean, it's not going to work, but I'm just saying, you know. I assume that they were trying to play off the fact that... Because earlier in the movie, when he's at the funeral, they often mention how 
he's super secretive, super recluse. He rarely ever comes out. It's a big deal when Bruce Wayne shows up in public. And so I thought it didn't be like, okay, he's so recluse that even this guy doesn't really know how to get to him. And so the bomb was just the easiest way for him to go about it. Yeah, they did say, they said one of Riddler's like alter egos or something was like an accountant, right? And uh, there was an accountant trying to visit Bruce Wayne like in the in some point in the movie, right? So I was like, maybe that's him, you know? Hmm. What did you guys think of the Riddler? Have you guys seen the Riddler in other media, like other Batman media, like how he's usually portrayed? I think I saw him like in... um. The Jim Carrey version, oh, like, okay, yeah, like yeah, on YouTube, one. and I'm like, it's it's that movie went for a lot like campy comic book feel than like than this movie. So it's like maybe yeah, does Batman Forever, I believe. Yeah, it's like you can't really like compare these two Riddlers because they they both need to achieve something aesthetically different. Yeah, this Riddler like. You didn't even have to be named Riddler. I almost felt like I, yeah, he was giving messages and stuff, but you know every kind of. You know, people do that. It's not really. I thought he would just, say. Hold on. It just occurred to me. Do they ever call him the Riddler in the movie? Uh, Is there ever a point where they like name drop Riddler? I don't think they do, right? I think they didn't. They did. Yeah, oh, I feel like they did. That. Maybe like near the end or something. But you know, they didn't do a lot of name dropping in this one. Like, like, what about Catwoman? Did they call her Catwoman? Like, maybe, but not like. Not explicitly Catwoman. Yeah, they didn't say Catwoman. They didn't even say Batman. No like, way. Not? Hold no, on, wait, hold on. They, they, they <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, you got too far, dude. <laughs> it's, it's no, called yeah, Batman. I, I don't think they called... Uh, I could be wrong, but... I don't think they called him Batman, because if you if you heard the monologue, right? Like, he does, like, that super sick monologue. Like, every, like, villain's, like, looking in the shadows, wondering if he's there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when he comes out, and then they ask, like, who he is, he's, like, he says, I'm vengeance. But vengeance. it's not, like, a metaphor. He's literally calling himself vengeance. Oh, yeah. you that's supposed to be like the, he he was trying to make a superhero name Vengeance. I think so. Yeah. No. That was way. a weird line. That was a weird line. I don't know why that that <laughs> stuck out. It was like it almost came off as a bit goofy. To be honest, <laughs> when he says it. Yeah, it sounds, know, it like, sounds a little cringe. Like if, if you're being honest, like it's like it's like well, what are you? I am Vengeance. Like all right, okay, okay, little Timmy. But it's like, like you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's kind of like that. But uh. I liked it because they tied it in, right? In the, you know, like in, in the end of the movie, too, they tied it in pretty well. Can we talk about the monologue, though? The, the openings, like, like the reveal for Batman. It's like, it it gave such a long monologue. And then, like, it was just, like, the anticipation, like, building up just for, like, him to be revealed with, like, boots, like, on cement. Dude, it just, that was, like, pure cinema, dude. Pure film, man. I did. I did like seeing the criminal's perspective, where like you, even us as the audience, are like, is he actually in that shadow? Is he gonna step out? And then the the criminal runs away, and then like they got to the next criminal. Is he gonna come out now? And you you genuinely get this sense of like, there is a there could be a monster looking in the shadows right now, and you don't know. And then eventually, like, you, then you get to like the last one. Then then you see him step out. And it's like okay, he's actually here. These guys are going to get whoop. I just I just like the idea that uh. Like, everyone's scared of him. Like, they already established that fact. Like, so, like, we don't really know how this Batman... Like, you know, every Batman movie is, like, retconning everything. So, we we don't really know what his backstory is here. And, you know... And they change a lot of things, right? Like, his parents being who they were and stuff. So, it's like, in this one, we don't really know how he got to be where he is. But we just know that, oh, wait. So, this kind of Batman is everyone knows about him. They're scared of... And they're really scared of him. Even, like, just petty criminals. They're they're looking out for him. But there was... You know, so, like... They showed that, and then in the next scene, they they showed 
the little gang of people trying to harass this one dude for like I don't know for like for like no reason right basically, and um, Batman comes out of the shadows. One of the dudes like obviously he recognizes oh that's like he's scared of Batman, but the other one's like who even are you like, right? They don't does it? They didn't even know who he yeah, was. Yeah, right? he had that look of like what's this guy doing? What's this guy dressed up as? As if they don't know who this guy is. Yeah, like do you guys live in Gotham City? Is this is this a different city? I don't. <laughs> are you new to town? Let me introduce. Let me introduce you. And they be Snapper. <laughs> I kind of took it as just like, who is he to like go out into the night and like, like, and destroy people's brains and if they if they stole like a banana, you know? <laughs> yeah, is he like just chilling in in like the train, like just in the shadows, just chilling, just sitting down? He's like, yeah, look, looking at the time, like it's about like like how does he know that this this is gonna happen? He's just sitting there the whole time. <laughs> just, I don't know. I just find it funny like, just thinking about him just sitting there playing like. Minesweeper or something on his phone, like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because like, why was he at that subway station? Just there was clearly an empty subway station, just waiting. And then eventually, like, oh, okay, someone's being harassed. All right, let's go. Let's go, time. He's playing Pokemon Go, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Like, hey, can you not beat that guy for a second, dude? I just got this rare Pokemon, dude. I got got this Dragonite right here, dude. Come on, man. I'm in the middle of a raid. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, you can join in if you want. <laughs> Just beat some up afterwards. Avengers. <laughs> I had a feeling I was gonna like this riddler just based off the first riddle. I like that riddle a lot. I don't know why. Because normally with the riddler, it's always like it's almost always a pun. That's like the thing. His riddles are always pun answers, and I like that one. It was like, what does a liar do when he dies? Like he lies still. That's good. It's good. Because I was obviously like the second they said the riddle, I'm sitting there like, what's what's the answer? Come on, I think it's a pun. Somehow it's a pun. And eventually, like Batman says, it's like, oh, it's perfect. Okay, I really, I, I really liked the, the like the riddles, like you're saying, but I didn't like how Batman answered them like, like so fast. Like, I'm, he's a genius. He's Sherlock Holmes. He's Sherlock Batman. But it's like, to wait, like he's like they, they ask the question, and like before they finish the question, he's like, yo, here's like this. Go on. What's the next question? Like he just, he's very fast. Yeah, I, I felt that way during the, the DA scene with the bomb on his neck, cause like it has a countdown, so like they have a very limited amount of time. And then the guy, the riddler asks the riddle. And, he's, and I'm, only, I'm in the audience like, saying, like, what is it? What is it? And Batman just goes, it's justice. It's like, that's not the answer to everything, Batman. I know like, you're like the justice guy, but it can't always be the answer. And then you're like, it's always, it is the answer. It's like, oh. It is the answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I think for the riddles, though, they, they did kind of give, like, in my opinion, I felt like they gave, like, enough time for it's just, like, it gets, it gets the audience to, like, really think about like what it is but then batman of course is the world's greatest detective and then he's just like yeah it's this and then i was like oh yeah okay well hang on a second on. okay he, he isn't the world's greatest detective he's gotham city's best detective okay let's get that let's get that straight he, he doesn't he doesn't leave a city right that's the <laughs> that's the thing but um i think this movie definitely went into like the mode where like batman is the world's greatest detective because he like basically solves like crime scenes like um whenever there's like a murder or anything which is like pretty sick <laughs> like we yeah, don't it's very we've cool to see really, this batman yeah we've never really gotten a batman movie where it's like or at least a live action one where he's actively solving crimes like if you watch like the Dark Knight trilogy is kind of just like he's like he's got some this this tech dude he's got some super cool tech just like let's scan this thing dude 
oh yeah, there's there's people hiding in that building, dude. Let me just scan out this building with a bunch of phones, dude. Yeah, just hacking yeah. everyone's phones. It's crazy. It is a lot of the time. They show he's smart, but like he'll just have a gadget that will basically solve the problem for him, or like it'll just cut to him in the back end and be like, I was running through the numbers. You know, I, mean, I was running on my computer and I got the answer. It's never just him sitting there thinking, looking at the clues in front of him, and then coming to a conclusion. So yeah, that part I, I, I enjoyed a lot too. What I didn't, what I found kind of strange is like him, him just like wearing the bat suit like in the middle of the police meetings and stuff, and it's just kind of like, is what's what's going on here? Like, are we just and like a, a lot of the other police officers like, are we just allowing anyone just like come inside these rooms and just you know? Like, no, no, he's Batman. He's it's you know it's Batman. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta care. And then, like, how did what did you guys think about the the uh, you know Lieutenant Gordon? Like he was a uh, his his type of character. Like he was more like a like a really good friend. Like he didn't. It's almost like he trusted Batman like completely. Like that was a stat. That's like the established basis of the movie. Like this is like, yeah, he likes Batman. He's chill. He doesn't. Batman can do no wrong kind of deal. He's always good with him. Yeah, there was never a moment where he doubted Batman, which I was surprised by. I guess this is it's supposed to be like, oh, they have history because you know Batman's been doing this for a couple of years. So like maybe Commissioner Gordon or Lieutenant Gordon in this movie knows that he's on the level that he's good. But yeah, I totally expected to be like at some point a betrayal scene or like a doubt scene where things go wrong because Gordon doesn't believe him. But nope, never happens. I always kind of saw like Gordon as like the buddy cop to uh, to Batman. Or she's like Watson, dude. Yeah, it's, it's just like it. <laughs> his Watson just just happens to be the the commissioner. Um, but then it, Gordon and like Batman were kind of like buddy cops, just like solving murders together. But then it also kind of like showed like a cool like dynamic of like Batman and the other cops. The other cops are really like skeptical of him. They're just like. Like, why are we letting this guy that just, like, has no ties to, like, the government or whatever, like, run around this street, solve solve crimes, dude, beat up some bad guys. A lot of supposed to be, like, our job. Yeah, he's a vigilante. Like, you don't allow vigilantes in a police station, right? I don't, at least I don't know if you do, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys feel about that scene where it's it's the funeral scene, the bomb goes off, and Batman, like, somehow, but he survives that bomb somehow. Which I thought was what? a bit ridiculous. Why are you surprised about that? You know, I, I made this point after we watched the movie, and I'm always like, it's not a big deal. But, dude, how many times did Batman get shot, like, straight front in front of him? Like, he just get like, shotgun, shot right in front of him. And he's chill. Like, he got shot, like, a thousand times. Dude. That's That kind of armor is, like, I don't I don't think bulletproof armor is like that, you know? You just get shot point blank, and you're like, yeah, I can take another 20, 30. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. The gun one doesn't bother me as much just because, like, they show it hits armor. But, like, how did the bomb not hit him, like, in the exposed mouth part? Like, yeah. That's the, that's the one thing I don't like about Batman Sue, is that he has exposed lower jaw the entire time. And, like, not a single bullet hits him there. Not The bomb in front of his face. He's actually holding the guy, like, an inch away from his face. The bomb's right on his neck. Doesn't hit him in the face. And, like, yeah, it's kind of weird how the, like, the whole, like, cowl, like, his face part, it doesn't even look armored as well. It looks like it's it's leather. So it's like his head would have been blown off, but his body would have been fine. Also, when they show that they try to take the, they try to take the mask off, like you know, right after that scene, but they're at the police station. Which means someone dr- took him from there, probably in an ambulance, to the police station, and then at the police station, like, okay, it's been like twenty minutes. Now let's try to take his mask off. <laughs> that was so unrealistic, dude. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of put me off. Cause, dude, if I'm there, I'm pulling the mask off. Like, I, I you know what I'm saying, like, right? Yeah, if whether I was a civilian, whether I was a police officer, whether I was a villain, I'm pulling the mask off. But he's everyone was like, 
they they secured him over there. Then they're like, oh, we gotta take it off. They're about to take it off. Then of course he wakes up. Then you know, before we before we go on the arts, like when they when they had to pick someone to play Batman, where they're like, hmm, who has a strong jaw and who has a strong chin? Like, get it? Because it's part of his look, right? They they gotta be like, hmm. All right, we gotta pick Robert. I think they um. I think the director actually like wanted to write in Pattinson for this role. I think that's how it was. What? Why? What do you mean? Why, dude? He's he's so good. I mean, he did, he did, yeah, he did a great job. Did good, but I'm surprised. And Robert, uh, I was his name is Robert Pattinson, right? Not not, not Patterson. Yeah, I was getting his last name wrong. Yeah. So Robert Pattinson has like an interesting career where like everyone knows him as like the Twilight guy, pretty much. But he's made like a bunch of smaller, lower level movies, as in like not like high budget Hollywood movies. And he's apparently like a super great actor in those. So maybe that's why like maybe this, the director knows him from those other pieces and knows that he's genuinely a skilled actor. And maybe because of the roles he had in those, like I think he was in the, he was in the Lighthouse with William Dafoe. And I guess maybe that's why he picked him. But still, I, I I admit, I wouldn't have thought of him as, like, a Batman. When I first heard that, I was like, this is a bit ridiculous, but okay. Okay, but we heard about this director, too. He's not he's not very famous or anything, is he? Actually, I, I don't, I don't want to go that weird. far, but, like, I looked up his... I, I remember, yeah, we looked up his Wikipedia, and, like, none of the stuff he worked on, I recognized. Yeah, like, Matt I know Reeves, I'm, like, not like, I'm not, like, a film buff or anything, but still, I expected it to be, like, something that I'd be like, okay, that's, that's probably somebody picked him because he worked on that. Um, for Pattinson, honestly, like, I've, I've watched, like, his movies before, like, um, he was in, like, Good Time, where he's basically, like, robbing a bank, but then he was robbing it with his autistic brother, but then, like, he's trying I've to, I've talked like, about this movie on the podcast before. Yeah, he was trying to get uh, his autistic brother I told, brother I said, on the podcast, I said I didn't like it, because it was just anxiety, the movie. That movie just gives you anxiety nonstop. It's a good movie, because it, it nails it, but that entire time, it seems like my heart's gonna explode. Dude, the next movie that the mil- filmmaker did, made, dude, uh, Uncut Gems, dude. Now that's pure anxiety, dude. Wait, is that the same director? Yeah. I had no idea. I, I, I talked about those those two movies. Those are my two examples I gave on the podcast of movies that are pure anxiety. I was like, I watched Uncut Gems and I watched Good Time or Good Times. I didn't like either of them because they're just anxious the entire time you're watching them. Now it makes total sense that they're the same guy. Yeah, they're the same. Like, um, I think it... It's like two brothers, I think, like the Safdie brothers. They like one of them acted in Good Time as like the autistic kid, or the uh, the like autistic dude, and then um, the other one's just like directing. Pattinson's good though, like. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He didn't say any well in, in the Batman. He did. He did good in like everything I've seen him in. I'm just surprised that you know he'd be chosen as Batman. I don't know what I expected. Like we we had Ben Affleck. I didn't, I didn't expect Ben Affleck either, but like, you know who knows? Who's the next one? No, it's too soon for that. <laughs> no. I hope they keep him around. Yeah, I hope they keep Pattinson around as Batman for the next couple of movies. Because I know that they're switching through these actors so fast. That's actually why I was hesitant to, hesitant to watch this movie. Like, when I first heard about this movie coming out, I had zero interest in watching it. I was like, I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD or on HBO Max eventually. Right? I'm not going to watch it in theaters. But then you, uh, Arden recommended it to me enough. It's like, okay, well, I trust Arden's opinion a bit more than the average person. So I'll, maybe I'll go watch it. And then Hamza was like, he'd be down to watch it. So we watched it together. But I even then, like, like Hamza said, I went into the movie expecting not to enjoy it that much. I expected it to be filled with like, oh, we got to establish the, mo- you know, the cinematic universe because DC keeps trying to do that every movie. But nope, none of that. It's just, it just is a Batman movie through and through. And it's, it's good. Okay, wait, so that's a good point because I also wasn't really planning to watch the movie. Like, 
like maybe in a couple of years, but not like you know like right away. And I, but then then Arlen was like, "Yo, I wrote this like thesis on it," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, really?" <laughs> so like you know, Arlen writes some pretty good pretty good reviews about these movies. So I'm like, okay, now nah, I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta take a look. After like watching like the few like Pattinson movies like recently, like have you guys watched Tenet? No. Oh uh, yes, I watched Tenet. I actually like, forgot he was in that. I forgot that he's like one of the main characters in that movie. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. And then I'm like, dude, Pattinson as Batman? I gotta see this, dude. It's gonna be insane. And then now, like, after watching the movie, I'm like, dude, I there's gonna be so many Robert Pattinson Batman fan cams out there now. It's just like <laughs> that dark, like when he takes off the mask, it's just like his messy hair, dude. He looks like a TikTok boy, dude. Not gonna lie. Dude, he looks so emo. Like he looks yeah. super because the eyeshadow, because the yeah. eyeshadow all over his face. He looks super emo. He's an edgy teenager. Dude, it looks cool, but I gotta like taking it like at least consider it's just like it's gonna be on TikTok at some point, dude. No, I saw. I already saw a TikTok meme with that where they're like, like they literally said, "Oh, Batman looks at the bat signal," and then he's like, he rushes to his to his bathroom and starts wearing the eye makeup. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think there was even a an edit where like uh a bunch of like live action and like cartoon like batman's like when they take off their mask like you can see like the eyeshadow makeup and like they should have just left it on for like those stuff like that because it looks way better with it on it actually makes like make it a lot more grounded and it just looks cool actually i want to go back to something i said earlier about how when this movie came out i would have just i wouldn't have watched it in theaters if it wasn't for arlen is I don't know if you know about this, Arlen, but I mentioned on the on a, like a previous episode a while back how AT&T, the parent company of HBO Max and all those, and DC, they own DC and stuff, they they made a policy that for 2021, every theatrical release movie would be simultaneously released on HBO Max. So every movie that came out by Warner Brothers and whatever other production studios that Savage. AT&T owns, because they surely don't, like if I half the movie industry, it wouldn't surprise me. All those movies would be released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. But this movie did not do that. And I looked it up afterwards. And yeah, they've changed their stance on that. Now they're giving theaters, I think, 45-day window before they'll put stuff on HBO Max again. And this is definitely a movie that I would have watched day one on HBO Max. And normally, like I said, normal circumstances, I went to watch it in theaters. But it's a pretty good theater movie, you know? I thought it was a pretty good theater movie. Just, it just in the big screen and the in the kind of atmosphere. Dude, it's a great theater experience. Like they did so well on the sound that like if I just listen to it with like headphones on, I feel like I'm missing out on like, like just I'm just keep thinking back to, like the boots from like like when he's walking, like just like the slow like uh, sound of like the boots to just like the thud, bit of a yeah. splash. It's Some of the like metal on metal clanking. It's good. It's good. It yeah, it's pretty changes good. the atmosphere of the movie theater completely. Okay, let's talk more plot of the actual movie. Uh, so okay, so I'm I'm reading on the Wikipedia here because it's a nice place to you know go in order. <laughs> he found the thumb drive, which okay, thumb. Ha ha. Thumb drive. drive. Yeah, funny. It was good. It was good. Uh, okay. I felt like you know some scenes were it was a long movie, but some scenes were rushed, and that felt that felt a little fast like it's like oh it's a thumb drive i need i need like a second to process that but anyway <laughs> well, that's... No, it, it was drive drive equal car 
And then he just knew that USB. He, he, he was one step ahead. You know, he's like, I'm looking for a USB port. Why? Because thumb drive. And they showed they cut off the guy's thumb. Yeah, and then he puts the thumb's fingerprint too and everything. I was like, I've never seen a USB drive like that. That's pretty that's pretty fancy. <laughs> Actually, that was also a weird scene, I feel like. When Batman walks in and goes like, they cut off his thumb while he was alive. And you can tell by the blah, blah, blah. He just starts throwing like medical terms out there. I'm like, I understand you have to establish that this Batman's like a smart Batman, like a very smart Batman, but that's a really weird way to introduce a character. Like the first line he says is like, they cut it off when he was alive. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, if we're, if we're nitpicking, like, it's like, he knows that, like, like that guy's thumb was cut off when it was alive, but he doesn't know, like, Spanish for, like, El Rata, a lot of dudes. Like, are you kidding me? He just got, he's got, doesn't know basic Spanish, man. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, like, a funny. Yeah, and also, because that, that's why I call him Sherlock, because he's, like, deducing stuff, you know? And it's like... I get it, but it's like that's that's a lot. Okay, anyways, so he gets the thumb drive and stuff, and they go to the iceberg lounge and whatnot. So that's when we meet Penguin. What did you guys think about Penguin? I love this Penguin. He's so good. It's 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 great. Like, if someone told me the Penguin was gonna be comic relief in this movie, I would have like been like, oh no, that's not good. That's not good. But it works so well for some reason. I don't know why it works so well with the scene, the Penguin being an idiot essentially. But also sometimes be kind of intimidating at times. Like when we first meet him, he's just like, all right, he's like the boss of the of like the iceberg lounge or whatever. He's like, he's like he's like somebody don't want to like mess with. But then like, then he gets like uh, caught by Batman, which is like that that chase sequence though. Oh, perfection, dude. But also, no, 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 no. no it wouldn't no, have been no, 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 what? I disagree. I that's a huge disagree from me, dude. Listen, listen. Okay, listen. Listen, it's, it's it's not that it's a bad chasing, but it's first of all it's too long. Like when it's too long, I'm almost, I'm like falling asleep because of how how long it is. Second, it's an action scene, so I have no idea what the heck is going on. Like I have no like, where's the cars? Where you know what lane is this? What it was really hard to even tell. Like you know where where you know I drive, but I have no idea what they're doing. And thirdly, uh, it just the ending the end of the scene. It was like, like no one got crashed in the whole thing. The penguins like chill, and it's like I just felt like it was a little unbelievable you know like but i mean no one crashed dude like 10 no i mean like i mean up, man. yes yes but i mean like penguin himself and actually i guess he did at the end you know actually that was but okay when you mean by perfection that that last scene where batman's like coming out of the fire and stuff and he's like the music is playing walking and stuff, towards and like, him yeah that's like oh okay that's a good one that's good yeah that's a good I'll, g- I'll give you that but i definitely feel like the car the the car scene went on too long i mean it's cool but like there were a few times i'm like is this still going how much long is this? How much long are we gonna see this car chase? And also, I'm seeing there like there was probably like an SUV in that crash, like a family of four. You know, like how many people died in that in that crash? You know, they don't they don't even like mention it ever again. Like a lot of people died in that crash, right? It's like it was like a thirty car pileup by the end there. As I'm only my simple policy is if if they didn't mention anyone dying, they're all alive, and they have no injuries. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but the thing was yeah, the car weird. flipped like six times. And he's, he's like totally almost unfazed. Yeah, that was when weird. When they show him upside down. That was weird. I was like, no, that's the power of seatbelts, man. <laughs> You're going to kill me, Arlen. <laughs> I don't know why, but I expected Penguin to be like top of the top, or like the villains. That was just my impression for some reason. But in this one, it didn't really feel like that. It didn't, it didn't feel like he was at the top. It felt like more like he was like a lackey of someone. Maybe in another movie, he's going to be like the actual you know villain villain like at the highest 
I mean, that's pretty much how it was, right? Because, like, yeah, yeah. Falcone, like, was, like, the top. But then, like, Penguin was just, like, his right-hand man. But, um, I think they even mentioned, like, another mob boss, like, Moroni. But then we never, like, saw him. I was like, when are we going to see Moroni? And it's like, we just don't. And I'm like, oh, so Moroni's just irrelevant then. They just name-dropped him just because. Sorry, he doesn't have a cool, you know, a cool name, like Penguin. <laughs> or Falcone. <laughs> or Falcone. They're all birds, of course. That makes sense. <laughs> I said, that's you right. They're, they're all birds. <laughs> okay, then we meet Selena, who is Catwoman. Spoiler alert. Okay, it's too late for that. But it, 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 we meet her, and we see her, you know, like, like or, or at least Batman sees her, kind of spies on her. <laughs> Watches her undress through a window. <laughs> yeah, that was, kind of- <laughs> that was a weird scene. That scene was unnecessary in every way. Yeah, you know, I, it was weird. It was weird. But, you know, on one hand, I, I'm, like, I'm interested to see, like, Okay, not her, but like Batman specifically, like how he wears the suit, and you know what? How long does it take him? You know, like just the logistical side, because it's just it's just a it's a big suit, you know, and I'm sure it has armor and it has to be specifically, you know, spec'd, and I'm sure there's calibrations required and whatever. I'm just wondering, like, how he how does he look? He's like, oh, when's the last time I, I I checked this suit? Oh, dude, I need to get I need to get this like oil change. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> things need to whatever whatever the case might be, right? I think that might be too logistical. Like, I think that's something you would want in the show. But then, if you're watching like a three-hour movie, that's going to be extended to like four hours. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, all right, Batman's just like working on a suit for like thirty minutes. Like, is there anything else going to go? <laughs> but um, about like his suit like being taken off and stuff. It's have you you guys like must have like could like saw how weird it was. He's just like, yeah, I'm in this suit, sick, and then. And then he goes on a motorcycle like 10 minutes after. It's like, dude, how long did it take you to put that suit in your backpack? <laughs> that backpack's oh, too yeah. small yeah, for the right. suit. There's, there's no way the suit fits in that backpack. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, see, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Also, I, I like the implication that he carries the eyeshadow with him then. Like he has that on him whenever he needs it. So I could be put on the eyeshadow, then put on the cowl. Uh, maybe the thing is though it's like you see how like he walks like in the streets he's just like with a cap on like a hood and then just like like normal street clothes but i think he just wears the eyeshadow on non-stop yeah just non-stop he just, just wears yeah. it on or he can just like just dip his eyeshadow and just like smear it all over his eyes for like a quick second yeah he's not actually going for like a clean look yeah but this but around this time it, it like made me realize that there's there are a lot of uh corrupt uh like people in government and office like in gotham city i was uh, i don't know why i was surprised by that like the, the first guy we saw get killed right away and then found out that he's corrupt because you know he goes to the iceberg lounge and does whatever then we found out the uh the dude with the bomb on his neck or whatever like he's 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 actually terrible and he's isn't he like the deer or whatever like the big head guy but he's done like a lot of terrible deals and whatnot and then um uh the other dude that he found inside the, inside the lounge. It's just, there's just so many people that I was like, wait, this that's isn't that surprising? Um, not really. When you when you think about like Gotham, right? Like Gotham's like a complete like hole, dude. I'm gonna... bro. It's a it's a city. It's a city though. It's it's like complete trash, dude. Like no one likes living there, dude. For some reason, like Bruce Wayne, the billionaire, is just like living in Gotham when he could just get like mugged at any second. Like no wonder. No, you know why, of... dude. You know why he's living in Gotham in this movie? Because what they said was his really parents. Yeah, no, no, no. The Waynes and the Arkhams founded the city. Yeah. Oh which, yeah, is that which, like a, which, is was that a thing? Established? Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah. Um, when they gave uh, the backstory of like the orphans, like 
um i think the riddler talked about like how bruce came up in like like super high family like super powerful family but then uh his parents were like killed because uh they're like trying to like how is it the um bruce wayne's dad wanted um this journalist to not run a story about the mom because the mom was like like when it went into like an asylum because she was like insane or something for like a wait moment. is that but is that is that like from the comics and stuff or are you no, just saying no, that from... it's, it's it's from the movie okay no, no, but like uh, see how, how does that mean like did they make it up for the movie or is this like an established thing about the characters like thomas Wayne was actually semi-corrupt because in because you know in the other batman movies right like i t- i i just envision him as being a rich dude like iron man he's just a rich dude he's not like but in this one they're like wait his parents founded the city and there was there was a little bit of dirt, and he was, his dad was trying to run for mayor. And it's like, w- w- wait, wait a minute, where's all this information coming from? I think they even did that for the Dark Knight, though, because the the Dark Knight, like uh, Bruce's dad, um, was just like, yeah, we made this track because uh, we gave they gave so much to the city, or they gave so much to us for this, and now we're giving back. So it's kind of like the same thing, but then, but then uh, they got corrupt in the Batman, and then they got killed off for it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen different interpretations of the Wayne family where they're evil or they're slightly corrupt, and then some where they're like they're like saints, basically. You know, but there was a reason that they didn't mention Maroni, or they didn't show Maroni, because wasn't that the whole uh, like the whole deal where his it was his drug bust that got busted, like and his operation was busted, so he got put into bars or something. I don't know what happened, and maybe he died or whatever, and that's why Falcone became like the big head boy. Of like everything, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was, it was like the first domino, right? Where like Maroni gets busted, and all, and then Falcone working with all these corrupt political figures or these high authority figures come together to like basically everyone gets a piece and we basically keep this operation going. But everyone gets the fame of having busted this huge criminal organization leader. Yeah, I I understand that. Like, but I was just like, like, are we gonna see him in like jail or something? Or is he gonna be in the asylum or something? But then, oh yeah, obviously, it's just, like, Falcone at the top, which is, like, that's why they were looking for the rat, like, who ratted out Moroni, and then it was Falcone. Yeah, which, which, how did the Riddler know that? Like, did they, did they tell us why? Um, I mean, if you kind of just, like, look at his apartment, dude, like, he's been <laughs> researching a ton of stuff about the city. Like, actually insane stuff, dude. But I thought that was like that was held like pretty deep guard. Like he he killed was like Annika or someone like like for that information and stuff. And he, I thought that was like a really close kept secret or something. Like that he's the like the head honcho. Well, but also like he, you remember like the Riddler's apartment was like right above the iceberg lounge, and he was like taking pictures of everyone coming in and out. And then he notices like he would be noticing like super powerful people coming in and out. Like the DA, the mayor, and that's how he like he got the pictures and stuff. Yeah, but this is specific information. Like he is, he is the spy from Maroni's case, which was years ago, and he knows this, and he wants to get that out in public now. I just felt like you know Riddler's and and you know this is kind of weird to me, but I thought Riddler was kind of a good guy in the beginning. Like you know he's like he's like he's kind of like but I mean he's killing people, which is not great. But like well, actually, no, before I forget, they kind of do establish that because the whole reason he starts investigating is because of his, the, the poor conditions in his orphanage and the reason that money didn't go to the orphanage was because these corrupt people were doing what they were doing so it, it shows like he had a personal connection to this one thing which then led to this next thing 
which led him to all these corrupt people. Like, okay, they're clearly still making money from the drugs. What? A, but I thought those drugs were like, you know, busted. That the operation has been shut down. Why is it still going? And I can see how that leads eventually to like, okay, well, uh, why, how did Maroney get arrested? Because of a, a rat. And then you can, you can, I can like see the dominoes there, or the like the the red string on the pegboard where it goes yeah yeah sure then he should have figured out that bruce Wayne is batman okay but, but, but anyways anyways i guess he's not that good of a detective right but uh yeah what was i even talking about i already forgot <laughs> you kind of agreed with him in the beginning oh yeah yeah so I mean, it's kind of weird but like i because he's like you know he's busting bad people right like these people are corrupt and they're not good people they're they're bad and he's busting but he's killing them which is not great but then like but an then, anti-hero basically Oh okay, yeah, sure. I was like, I, I remember because Hamza came out of the theater. He, we talked about this, and I was like, he said something. I'm like, wait, did you agree with him for the first half of that movie? Because there's a switch. There's a point where it switches for you, right? Right, right. Where he's he's trying to kill Bruce Wayne, and then I was like, why is he killing Bruce Wayne? Because yeah, he because he wrote Sins of the Father, right? Which okay, if Thomas Wayne did something bad, that's Thomas Wayne's. But why are you killing Bruce Wayne because of that? And that made me realize, wait a minute, he's just he's just psycho, or he's like he's he's just messed up. Um, I mean, you could also assume that like. He's still in like Bruce Wayne still involved into the foundation because like it was his father's foundation that like pretty much funded the whole like operation. But then like um, and if you think about it, right, like the Riddler also had uh, he was also like very against like like Bruce Wayne's like how come this one orphan gets gets like all the fame and then like but all the real orphans out here like living in like like a really like crappy orphanage it's just like not having any attention yeah like i'm not saying that he doesn't have motivation for killing bruce wayne i'm just saying that his uh his intentions for the for killing other people i kind of align with as in like they're just corrupt bad people but his intentions of killing bruce wayne it just seems like it doesn't make sense well because we know more about bruce wayne but also just because you don't kill someone based off an assumption you don't you don't you, you know like you should be and he's doing so much research on him he didn't get anything out of that he didn't realize that you know something it's felt like yeah, that one's definitely i agree with you in the first couple of cases with like the mayor and the da and whatever you can argue that his intentions were good his methods you may not agree with but his intentions were good whereas with bruce wayne it's far more just like a personal vendetta it's like he personally doesn't like bruce wayne because he was this famous orphan but he doesn't consider him an actual orphan because he wasn't abandoned he didn't he grew up a pov he grew up like in a lavish lifestyle had all the money he needed Right, he didn't sleep in the conditions that he had to sleep in growing up. So yeah, for Bruce Wayne, it's definitely more. Of, I feel like it's more of a personal grudge, and the Thomas Wayne thing just kind of gives him this delusion of like, oh no, it's all connected. It counts. It's all on the up. How do you guys feel about the uh, the mob though? Like the like the power of the mob in this movie compared to like, say like the Dark Knight trilogy. It felt it felt real, you know. Like <laughs> I don't know why in the Dark Knight trilogy I was kind of like, you know, okay. For, to be to be fair, I haven't watched the last one, so I don't really like the Dark Knight Rises. I thought I did, but I, I haven't watched the one with Bane. So, but in in the Dark Knight Rises, yeah, the mob is there and whatever. But it's more, it's always about like Joker. Like I'm I'm just focusing more about Joker, right? Not really like the mob. Like they're just there, but they're kind of like actually they're kind of like losers, right? Compared to the Joker. But in this one, I was like, whoa, they, they're a big deal. Like they are the they are the deal. Like you know, it's like the Riddler's good too, but who's the real villain? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I know your opinion on this scene because like it, it kind of drove me insane. There's, there's that scene after Batman meets the Riddler in like prison or whatever, or Arkham Asylum, I guess. I'm not really sure where they actually are, where he reveals that like there's actually one more thing that Batman hasn't figured out, 
like the final piece like it isn't over yet and then he goes to the his apartment and then the the only reason like, he, he figures out oh you gotta rip up the carpet and underneath the carpet is the last piece of the the pie I guess uh, the last piece of the puzzle <laughs> puzzle I don't know why I'm the pie and <laughs> the only reason he realizes that is cause the cop comes in and just mentions oh yeah that's a carpeting tool my so and so was a carpenter so I know that is that's that's tool you think it was that's just a tool for like... tucking it's a, a tucker right that's what he calls it yeah you think it was just like hands like yeah, it's like, at least to show that he somehow connects it, like, Batman's supposed to be the greatest detective ever, right? Can tell when a thumb is cut off if the person's alive or dead. But, like, this tool, don't know where it is. But luckily, this cop, who just is there for some reason, I guess because he's supposed to, like, keep guard, I guess, he's there, and he just happens to mention, oh, that's a Tucker, it's a carpeting tool. Actually, you know, we don't, we don't know if Batman doesn't know. Technically. No, he doesn't know. Technically, <laughs> technically, technically. Yo, that was for the audience's sake. So that we understand how Batman made the leap to go under the rug? No, like, he was about to do it, but then the other dude, just, he just said it anyways, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know what? Okay, well, before I said something, in this one, it was like they're, they're they're doing all the detective tropes, and this is kind of a trope, too, where the detective's always like, oh, you know, like, some random dude walking by, like, eating a sandwich. Oh, my God, I found it. Like, that's it's, like, a very common thing. So <laughs> It's definitely, like, a, House had that a lot, House MD, where they'll be stumped, and then he'll be talking to somebody about the B-plot. Usually it's the B-plot. And someone will just say something, like a figure of speech. And he'll be like, that's it. I have the key now to solve the case. Yeah, it's it's not really like that. But it kind of makes sense. Because it's kind of like... Batman came from like a... Like Bruce Wayne's like from a rich like family. He's like, he wouldn't know like tools of the trade, dude. But then like this cop that's just... Been living like in, like in the streets of Gotham. It's just like, oh yeah, like... My my carpenter dad used this to like tuck in carpets, and the Bruce went like, "What? That's a thing." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were you were okay with that though? Yeah, I'm fine with it because it's just like it makes sense. It's not like they did it throughout the whole movie. Oh, they get they get the one they get the one freebie. Yeah, they get the one freebie. It's just like this is this is Batman, the world's greatest detective. Sometimes he needs help from a cop. <laughs> Here's my honestly. I could maybe give it a pass if the scene mattered in the end. Because that scene doesn't matter in the end. Because what happens? Batman rips up the carpet. He sees like, oh, he's going to blow up the dams. And then literally two seconds after he realizes that, the dams explode. But you know what, like, that is That is also like so common. Like, I don't know in how many uh, shows that I watched. Like, if you remember Psych, like... Like he's 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 like the Sherlock right in Psych like Sean and he's like he's like he's like discovering everything he's like finding everything he's like a really good whatever, but near, near the near the like ending of this uh, end of the show, whenever he finds things the, the the detectives and the cops they find it like a second later or or even before sometimes like or they're finding it in parallel from two different sources, so even if he finds something it's like it doesn't his skill doesn't matter it seems like it doesn't matter because who cares like they can already find it in this case too he's like oh he figures it out but. Who cares? Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna like it's it's too late now. I think it's like another one of these trope things. Yeah, but it's like it's just one of those things where like it's two non two of those tropes back to back that kind of like ruined it for me. If it had been one or the other, it'd have been fine. But we felt, because he only figures out to rip up the carpet because some random dude walked in, and he and even after that, that information is ultimately useless because the dams explode immediately afterwards. Like sure, now we know oh it was the Riddler, but we could have guessed it was the Riddler. You know, the riddle was all like, you didn't figure it out. You're not as smart as you seem. And then the dams would explode in that moment. You'd be like, oh, this must be the riddler's plan. 
Um, I kind of liked it because um, it's kind of just like, well, what is he talking about, dude? And then Batman wants to go and like try to figure it out. But then obviously it's too late. It is kind of like cheesy, but I think that the cheesiest part, I feel like the the worst part of the movie, dude, is like... I know what you're going to say. I know it. <laughs> you know it, dude. You know it. It's like someone... This is the part where I almost fell asleep. This is the part where like I legit felt my head get heavy. Go ahead. Maybe you're thinking about something different. But it's just Maybe. like... At the end, just say the scene, dude. Oh my god! At the end of the movie, dude, they're just like, Riddler's just like, oh man, can't believe this. And then, so like, eh, 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 dude, but we're in this together. Oh, the Joker. And like, I'm like, what the <laughs> f- is this? Where has the Joker okay, you and I, the you, you and I think of different scenes. Wait, which I, scene? What scene are you talking about? The Joker scene. The one Joker scene in the entire movie. What? I hated it, dude. It's like you just can't leave the movie. Like you just, you just gotta set up for another sequel, dude. You just can't keep this movie contained within itself, man. You just have to set up for another one, man. Oh, but I heard like Joker is not gonna be that influential in the next one. But I, 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 th- I don't know. Would you have liked it better if it wasn't the Joker saying that? I just felt like they just shouldn't have that scene in general. They should have just cut it. Like, like you could just do Riddler something else, dude. But like, just cut the scene entirely, dude. Like, if it feels cut out, like nothing would be lost. See, this origin story was about the Riddler, actually, and so the next one's gonna be about the Joker, and the next one it's, it's it's the villains. You know how Marvel's doing the heroes? This is the villains. What if it's one of those things where they're gonna make another Batman movie, and it's gonna have some other new villain, Scarecrow, or whatever, and then when he's in Arkham Asylum, he's gonna have a conversation with the Joker, and it's gonna be like this build up <laughs> to like eventually the last movie's gonna be the Joker movie. Oh my <laughs> so god! Funny. It's like it's Batman Six. Yeah, joking all these guys together. Um, <laughs> the Bat and the Furious Six. <laughs> some people are thinking that the next movie would be about like Bane because of uh, because the serum that like Batman took. I I assumed like it was adrenaline, but some people assumed that like it was some modification of like adrenaline that could be used for Bane some other time that he would modify and then like use. They never cool. established that thing beforehand, right? That only shows up between the ne- the scene where he needs it, right? Because yeah. they don't use it all the time. I I, I can believe that. Like it was like a just you can only use it once. After that, he's dead. I don't know, but I, I thought there'd be like maybe a Markov's gun kind of thing. Oh, check Markov, Chekhov's gun, <laughs> where they show him he has it, or they establish that this is a thing that can be used, and then at in the last moment, it's needed. Also, we're go- going back to Arlen. Like what what scene I thought you were going to talk about? The one that like. I hate it. It's that scene with like Alfred in the hospital bed. Oh, really? Where he's talking to Bruce Wayne. Dude, that scene was Luke, so boring. I am your father. It was boring? That's why you didn't like it? Wow. I'm yeah, I was just seeing there like... Like, I know like you need downtime between action scenes to like... Kind of reset. But that scene went on for like a bit too long. And that scene no, could like, like cut a minute or two. It's like the Uncle Ben. Like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility kind of deal. You know, kind of deal. I, I almost fell asleep. I legit almost fell asleep during that scene. Listen, dude. I thought I thought they did really well. Like the reason why I like the Batman, yeah. In the beginning, when I said I didn't, I really, really hoped to not like it because you know it's just the movie. But the reason why I began to I began to like it so well is because, like, it really showed me Bruce Wayne's character development. Like it really, he it really like I could see his moods changing and his thoughts changing. You know, he's like he's thinking one way. I am vengeance. Screw everything. And then he's like he's realizing. Wait a minute. Things I know that might not be true. It's conflicted. Then he's like, wait, maybe that's not true. Maybe they did. And he's going back and forth. He's like, you know, it feels very real, like relatable, realistic. You know, he doesn't know all the answers, even though he he feels, you know, he shows that he does. And that scene was like when he's like he's beginning to like piece together, like you know, who do I really trust and who do I really know? What do I really know? And that kind of 
thought it was like you know, in the overall scheme of things, it was really clean. Yeah, like it kind of wrapped it up at the end, where it's just like he started out like saying he was vengeance, and then at the end, it's just like the Riddler, like one of the Riddler clones, were just like saying it, and then it's like, damn, maybe I should just like help people instead of just beating bad guys' faces in. He's like he's inspiring the wrong types of people. Yeah, like that's the Riddler's whole st- shtick. Because like the Riddler was just like, I became this because of you. I saw what you were doing, and I and I wanted to emulate you. And then Batman's like, "What do you mean, man? <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about?" <laughs> that's like, I think that's a common theme that shows up in a lot of Batman media, where it's like, "What about the people that get inspired by him, or the villains he ends up creating because he just attracts his attention?" Yeah, like he he made the Joker kind of, and then like, um, well, in the Dark Knight trilogy, he made the Joker, and then like he even inspired like some like Batman clones to come out and like with shotguns. Like, it's it's like a common theme within Batman. Just like, how come like he's the only one who gets to go out at night and like beat people, beat people's faces in? Actually, another common th- a common theme in Batman movies and in general, and like Batman media in general, which I feel like most don't do as well as this movie did, is this concept of like, oh, Batman is the true personality. Bruce Wayne is like the character that he plays. This shows up a lot. I feel like this movie actually kind of sells it for me. Like, I feel like this movie was about Batman, and Bruce Wayne just, is like just, he shows up because Bruce Wayne has to show up, and he just pretends to be Bruce Wayne, when really he is, like, Batman. This is, like, the only movie where I felt that way. Even, like, the Dark Knight series, which I love, that movie's about Bruce Wayne being Batman. This movie is about Batman. Yeah. Yeah, like, it is about the Batman. Like, the Dark Knight, it felt like he was just, like, like, I have to be Batman. But then the the Batman in, like... Bruce Wayne's just like, oh my god. <laughs> the Batman in the Batman. Well, yeah. In Batman, yeah, oh my god, I gotta movie. do Bruce Wayne stuff? <laughs> Batman in this movie's like, yeah, screw Bruce Wayne, dude. The real me is when I put on the eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I really liked it, too, because whenever Bruce Wayne showed up, everyone was like, oh my god, it's Bruce Wayne. Is that Bruce Wayne? He's the, he's the, is that Bruce Wayne? Everyone was like really surprised and really, you know, really, I really liked him. You know, I mean, maybe disliked him, but whatever. They knew him. That's the main thing, and he's he's going everywhere. And I was thinking at that moment, like, wait a minute, he is very influential in the city. Like, he is a, the son of the, one of the founders of the city, or like the family of the, the founders of the city. He's, he's already very influential in general. I was wondering how much work he could have done as Bruce Wayne rather than Batman. You know, like it's like a very common thing too, right? Is he doing better as Batman, or can he do better being Bruce Wayne? And that routine was really like, you know, it's interesting, interesting. Okay, but anyways. I want to talk about something that I found was very, very interesting. Really well done in the movie. And kind of surprised me. Because, you know. Uh, it was that one scene where with the dude. What's his name? Uh, Coulson. When he had that bomb on his neck. And he was answering the riddles, right? Slowly, one by one, he's answering the riddles. And Batman is, you know, helping him and stuff like that. But then they came to the last question. And Coulson doesn't answer. And he's like, but you're going to die. He's like, and he says, I know I'm going to die. But I can't answer this question. And I was, I was like... Really, you're going to die, and you're not going to reveal who the rat was or whatever the situation was. I'm pretty sure that was it, right? The, the, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't willing to reveal it. He's like, because if I die, I die. But if but uh, if I reveal it, then everyone's going to die. Like, all my family members, everyone's going to die. It's going to tear the whole city apart. Like, he's willing to go to the grave for something that seems so... Like, that's important, but come on. Like, is it really that important? Like, you know what I'm saying? In the grand scheme of things? 
Uh, no, I, I actually kind of like that scene. Where no, that's like, why. I, no, that's why I liked it because they showed me how the the gravity of the situation. You know. Yeah, that was pretty good. There's a scene. There's a scene in, similar to that in the boys, which I can't, which I liked as well. Which I'm not gonna go as far. Basically, a person who can turn the tide in a criminal case has information that would be shattering, and he chooses not to testify. And like he's, you, you see, he looks at his daughter for a second. And says sometimes there are things in the world that are more important than doing the right thing. And like that line has stuck with me for like a while, like since I watched this show like a year ago. And like I can kind of, I don't know. I'm always used to media being like, oh, if you always do the right thing, things will work out. But like sometimes there are things that are more important to you. Sometimes it's like is doing the right thing really like like the best thing you could do when you're risking like your livelihood pretty much. Not even to say livelihood, but like your family. The people you care about, yeah. their livelihoods and their lives in general. Like, yeah, you're going to ruin your, your daughter's life just so you can get a sense of justice. Yeah, I thought that was done really, really well. But that, then again, how you did want, the realer find the information? I'm just saying, I'm just stating a fact. All right, whatever. You want to know what I feel like that wasn't done really well? What? That sad attempt at a romance at the end. You know... What romance? Exactly. Oh, wait romance. a minute. I remember that, dude. <laughs> dude, dude. He comes in. He comes in to kiss her. She's like, "Nah, your real girlfriend's got them." And then she dips the city. <laughs> that's, that's what happens, dude. <laughs> dude, I can forgive it, dude. You know why? Because it it kind of like uh, builds up the thing, dude. Catwoman and Batman first fight, right? But then like they gotta like stay silent. It's kind of like so they let down the guards a bit, but it's just like they work together like so many times they kind of have like a semblance for like caring for each other but then since they're both like loners pretty much they're just like is this actually love or is this just like like uh like i'm like catching a little bit of feelings or is it just like i just care about this person's well-being for my for my goals so then, the yeah the reason i don't like it as much is because it could have been so good in the sense that in the beginning, it's almost like they're establishing that there isn't going to be a romance. With that scene where he puts the contact, she puts the contact in with like the camera, which can somehow also get audio, and like there's that moment where he, like he looks right into her eyes, and it seems like a romantic moment, and he's like, "No, it's good." Like he's just, he's just, he's just checking the contact. Oh yeah. And I thought that was like the the movie the movie creators being like, "Listen, there's not going to be a romance in this movie, so don't try it." I love that scene, and then like later on they actually push the romance. I'm like, "No, don't do this. You were doing so well." The way they did that scene was really good too, because they're it's like it's like one of those classic. They look into each other's eyes, and they're it's it's a long it's a long pause. Mm-hmm. You know, you're waiting for mm-hmm. it. You know, the doves start playing and the music, and no, okay, that doesn't happen. The but like, doves start it's, playing. It's happening in your mind, and you're like, is this gonna happen? Is this too fast? And I'm like, is, there's no way. It's too fast. And then he's like, yeah, your eye looks good. And I was like, uh, and I think even she, like she looked a little disappointed, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. She totally thought he was gonna like go in for some sort of romantic gesture, but nope. Yeah, I honestly thought, like, this, it's not like, you can't really, like, say it's a romance, but it's just, like, if you just, it's more about, like, two people that, like, caught feelings for each other, but then they know themselves that it can't work out, but they, they kind of, like, want to, selfishly. I only thought deep about this one. Yeah, if, if you look, if you look at it from that perspective, I can kind of still, I can like it a bit more, but even then, I just would have preferred if they just didn't do it, they didn't do it. <laughs> Okay, riddle me this. Why is Selena? How is she a fighter? Like you know, like she she's she's born. She's okay. She's first of all, she's a uh, she's born because she's Falcone's daughter and a waitress, right? Or a, a some kind of worker in the in the lounge. I don't remember exactly which what worker she was, but 
she's a daughter of that. She works in the lounge. How is she competing against all these big thugs and stuff? Like, how is she a fighter? I need to see her origin story, I guess. Yeah, they they don't really like describe like her origin there because it it is a Batman movie, not a Catwoman movie. So it like yeah, you don't really yeah. get that much for Catwoman. Okay, I got I got a question, dude. How did you how did you feel about the the interview between uh, Batman and the Riddler in in the asylum? Bruce. I love that scene. I <laughs> love that scene just because how long they play it out, making you think he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's it's so uh, good. Like the, I, I love that because like, the entire time it's like you know he's talking about Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and Batman standing there silent because because he can't like give any clues. He doesn't want to say anything for sure. And then eventually he goes, the one that got away, Bruce Wayne. And then you you realize, oh, he doesn't. He's just talking about Bruce Wayne because he's the one he couldn't get before he got arrested, and he doesn't know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. It's so good. It's uh, like I was sitting there like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I feel like that was a little, like it was good, but it was too long. And like, who starts the who starts the sentence just by saying Bruce Wayne? The way he said, it. like he said it for for a good long time. I was like, this is the guy's that, crazy. He's he's crazy. That that definitely is crazy. Yeah, but he, dude, he acted really well there. I, I actually I, I like the way that I don't know who the actor is. Sorry, but the. Well, <laughs> What was it? Paul Dano, I think. Paul Dano. He, I thought he did really good as the real leader. I was like, okay, he's, he does seem like someone who's unhinged, who's crazy, who's psychotic, and he's thought, but like, still intelligent. Yeah, but still, and he, he has like some idea of what he wants to do, but he's doing it in the, you know. Um, dude, honestly, at the end, like when when um the Riddler was singing Ave Maria, dude, I was like, dude. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is just weird now. It's like I, yeah, I, I was dude, convinced. That was a bit weird. I'll be honest. I was convinced uh, up to that point, and then I'm like, and then he sung it, and then I'm like, all right, this this doesn't seem crazy. It just seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty crazy, dude. It's weird how often Ave Maria shows up in this movie. Would not have guessed that as part of the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, we might cut this part, Arlen, but I I want I want I just want to know your opinion, okay? Okay. Riddler had 500 or so followers on whatever platform. And they followed him and at the end, they got guns out and they got geared up to go kill a bunch of people in Gotham City. Is that is that not similar to like what happened in the Capitol riots? Like like when a bunch of people stormed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying we're cutting it out. <laughs> do you not, do you not, do you not feel like there was any connection? Um, did I think it was like the capital riots? They're not seem linked. I uh, the first thing I, the first time I saw these followers, I was like, "Whoa, this seems very similar." I mean, kinda like like they're both like they're like trying to harm like political figures. Um, I meant more like it was a group. It was a group that came together that decided to do this, and they actually did do it. A lot of people think they're gonna do it, but they don't do it. But these guys actually went. I didn't really see that much of a parallel, though. It's not well. Okay. I kind of get it. It's like the Riddler guy showed up looking like the Riddler, and then like the Capitol riots is just like yeah, they showed up in like Trump gear, dude. Some of them are just like some of them were actually armed up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I felt yeah. the connection there only because it was showing this idea that I don't think we see. I don't. I don't remember seeing it in a movie where a bunch of people on social media get together and find their niche, but in the worst possible way. Where they just feed, they're just feeding back into themselves until they get this delusion of like, we can change the world, and they go out and didn't do that crazy thing. Like I felt it in that regard, but that's about as far as the similarities for me went. This is an interesting way to show like 
how social media has affected the landscape of just how people interact with the world as a whole. Yes, yeah, Mulder didn't notice it at all. And I noticed it and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just crazy. But the other thing is, they showed it, like, he was streaming some of these things on Instagram. Like, it was on Instagram Live, right? It was like, I was like, oh, okay, so. Was it? Yeah. Like, like one, I forgot which one, I forgot, it was the, I forgot which one he was doing, but, um, I was like, this is this kind of similar to actual reality. Like when the when the New Zealander dude was shooting up that one mosque, right? Or when other people do, they they're like streaming it on Facebook and stuff, and they're showing them doing it. I don't know why, but this is just a thing that I just thought was well, okay. On an iPhone. Sorry, go ahead. It was an iPhone. Once again, it's, it, it was, was an, an iPhone. It was an iPhone. It had the notch. It just had a notch. It wasn't an iPhone. Though. It was, was FaceTime. They were FaceTiming. The... Oh my god. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> No, because the UI on the phone when he answers the phone call and the DA thing is clearly not an iPhone. I don't remember that at all. But all I'm saying is when we saw the FaceTime, it had the notch. Therefore, it's an iPhone. Uh, Arne, just so you're clear, this is referring to like an earlier thing we talked about, about how Apple has very strict policies about the material being used in movies. One of the rules is that a villain can never use an iPhone. <laughs> so if you ever watch a movie, this, is, this actually spoils Knives Out a bit. Because if you're watching Knives Out, some of the characters who are suspects are using iPhones, so you know they can't be the bad guy. This is so weird, dude. You might as well just have everyone yeah. use an Android, dude. Exactly. That's why I felt yeah. like. I, I thought it was a weird choice for Knives Out to like do it, but I guess you gotta pay the bill somehow, right? I mean, movies ain't cheap. That's such a weird like policy, but it's, it is their product, so they get to do whatever they want to with it. It's exactly. like a mental thing, right? You associate, you see good guys having iPhones, iPhones good. You see bad guys not having iPhones, iPhones good so you know that's kind of how it goes yeah but it was an iphone it was an iphone dude sorry yeah we didn't see any logos but it was an iphone that was the facetime call with the riddler uh with the when colson had the bomb on his neck that's when i saw it anyways i mean I yeah think I'll that's see... what i'm saying but when when the when the, the riddler who i guess made like a thousand phone calls that day because it's supposed to be like hours later like at night i guess he just kept calling that number over and over because nobody that one phone call rings for that long anyways when you see the UI, it's clearly not an iPhone UI. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the UI, but I just saw the FaceTime call. A software developer. Yeah, that UI doesn't look like an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, is this is this from the comics or something? Because I don't know anything about the comics, but is Catwoman supposed to be Falcone's daughter? I just thought they just kind of added that out of like... I think they just I added thought about that. that. Yeah, I don't remember that being any other media that I've consumed. And he didn't care at all. Like, Falcone didn't care at all. It was like, at the end, he's like, he's just, oh, I gotta kill her. I mean, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> he just starts to... Didn't he say, like, do you think I want to do this to my own flesh and blood? That's a line, right? He says that while he's cho- literally while he's choking her out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he said that, but it didn't feel like that, you know? <laughs> you made me do this. <laughs> <laughs> How do you compare this to uh to The Dark Knight? It's hard to compare. It's hard to compare just because they seem like different oh, it's genres. So hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But I think if I had to pick, if I had to, if I had to recommend one movie to a person, I'd probably go with this one. As much as I love The Dark Knight and especially Heath Ledger's Joker, like it's so good. But I think this movie is just like, it just has more to it. And not just because of the runtime. Just like it has more going for it than just that one character in one movie. Like, this movie is definitely more modern. I like the idea of Penguin, Riddler, Falcone, a bunch of different villains at once. I like the idea. And Catwoman, every, like, it, was, it wasn't bad. 
but I don't know. The Dark Knight maybe I have a lot of like nostalgia for it or something, or maybe I just saw a bunch of clips recently on YouTube, maybe. But <laughs> just <laughs> there's some good moments in the Dark Knight, dude. Like the Joker scenes, or like just the opening scene. Like I was like, it's a, it's a really think, good scene. Whenever I think of the Dark Knight, I just think of the Joker scenes. In this movie, I can think of other scenes with like, oh, that scene with Falcone, or this scene with the Riddler. Although to be fair, it is mostly the Riddler, but there's a lot of other scenes without the Riddler that I can think of. Dark Knight is just it's all Joker. That's it. Yeah, with the Dark Knight, it's like a lot of people say it's not really a Batman movie, but it's like a Joker movie. And I uh, honestly yeah, believe that like the the Two Face arc in in Dark Knight was pretty underrated. It was it was pretty. I good. forgot that was in there. I legit like until you said it right now, I forgot that Two Face is yeah. part of that movie and not yeah. Dark Knight Rises or Batman Begins. But I Harvey think Two Face was pretty underrated in that movie. Like everyone's talking about Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, and I'm like, yeah, it's an iconic role. But also Two Face though, it was pretty cool. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna flip this coin. Oh, it's it's tails. Sorry, brother. He fucking fires a bullet. Yeah, he <laughs> gets heads, flips the coin again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> well, when he shoots the driver. When he just he's like he's like he fl- he flips a coin he's like that's not what I wanted next next flip it again <laughs> okay <laughs> but you know okay one thing the Dark Knight did is they they killed I forgot her name but the love interest Rachel Dawes Rachel that's not very common right like just killing the like killing any of the main heroes if you'd like to say you know she was the main character to be honest not main character but like she was a just good one. a love good one. trust a good one. Yeah, it's not really that common. I don't know. I feel like I would feel that way if Rachel was more of a character. But she wasn't. Savage, That's the know, thing. Savage. She was just like the love interest. And then she died. Why? Because Batman has to be brooding. No, she wasn't just the love interest. Mm, That's mostly what she was. I think, yeah, Rachel Dawes, like, especially in The Dark Knight, was just like, like, uh, just the, the love interest for Batman just... So Joker would have something up against Batman. That's kind of what it felt like. It's like I can hurt. Like they needed like reason up. for, for Batman to go after, not Harvey Dent. Yeah. Because like he goes, he goes to save Rachel, but then it turns out the Joker switched the addresses, so he actually accidentally saves Harvey Dent. Saves. And why? Because like love interest. Yeah. Saved. That was her whole role. You know, I actually researched like. Like, would, would Harvey Dent still be able to live, like, if he just had his face, like, burned off like that the entire time? Like, and then I looked up online and they were just like, nah, like, his face would just be, like, rotting away. He'd just, like, yeah, die after a few instantly. days. Constantly. Yeah, there's no way. His I mean, eye is, like, fully open. They address it in the movie, though, like, how he's refusing to take the skin grafts. Yeah. Like, they could fix his face, but he's choosing not to do it because, you know, he's obviously, like, some sort of mental damage occurred. Okay, what did you guys think about Falcone? Like his character and his ideas, and it was good, dude. The what was his name, dude? I think like John Turo or something like that, or uh, the person, yeah, John Turturro, dude. Falcone was it was sick. Like we didn't even see him for like half the movie. Yeah, like he showed up at like the funeral, I think, right? Yep, that's the first time you see him. Yep, and then like he was good, dude. Like you could feel like like there was like some sort of presence about him because they kept on mentioning his name, but then you'd never really see him. But you'd like know he has influence because like all his goons are keeping on attacking Batman and stuff. I did kind of like how he sometimes comes off as kind of caring. 
like obviously it's it's fake it's you know it's all a charade but still like he comes off as like oh he actually he has this this energy of like fake care constantly coming from him i like that i like that because I like this movie specifically because of how they dealt with the mobs versus the Dark Knight. Because in the Dark Knight, I, like I told you, I had no like the mobs are kind of like well, like no one cares who who is this person. No one cares. It's mostly about you know Joker and stuff. And Falcone, Falcone, he he was in like Batman Begins or one. He was in one of the Dark Dark Knight trilogy ones, right? But he's so like minuscule. He's like he's like I I, I don't even think I'd recognize him. Like it's like like who he was or what he did or how influential he is. You know, it didn't seem like it matters. But in this one, it's like, whoa, okay, this, like, I could see the influence coming from him, from his character. Like, like, I don't know, like, everyone's talking about him, and then later on, he's obviously very, he's the, he's the mayor. Like, he's the actual mayor of the city. Okay, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. One thing, one thing I always look in movies, realism, right? I know it doesn't make sense, but whatever, realism. In this movie, when Gotham got exploded, and all the water came everywhere, and everyone's like, oh, it's flooded. I was like, okay, but. Surely, at at this point, the U.S. would send because this is in U.S. right? They would send like the National Guard or like some, whatever to help out, right? Because I mean, this is like a huge catastrophe. And then they literally did. I think that's another part of the movie. I was like, dang it, dude! Every single time I, I'm getting a flaw, check, 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 <laughs> check. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that was that was done well too. I was kind of surprised when the flood happened because, like, like I said, like he he uncovers the secret right before it happens. It explodes. I'm like. How many people are gonna die? Like, like a bunch of people must have like died in those floods, right? Modi, I told like, you the policy, dude. <laughs> but still, like, I was pretty, I was surprised that they actually went down the route of like Gotham gets destroyed in the end. Like at the end of the movie, Gotham is destroyed essentially, and they have to like rebuild. Because movies always show like, oh no, we have to rebuild, and they always say like as a metaphor. But in this case, like it actually has to be rebuilt. Yeah, literally being rebuilt, and also their their uh, their government, dude. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I I relate with you on Hamza for the um for the mob cuz like the mob in like in Batman Begins like like you see the like the judge that was um that was serving the sentence for for uh the guy that killed uh Bruce Wayne's parents. He like the judge that um that was there was also in Maroni's bar or whatever. It's like, "Oh, this guy's corrupt too." I'm like, "Okay." But then it's just like one judge, dude. And then, but then over here, it's just like everyone <laughs> from the government is inside the iceberg lounge. Like, it was yeah. insane. Like, you can feel that, like, Gotham's really is, like, super corrupt versus, like, uh, Gotham and the Dark Knight. And, like, even the Dark Knight, Gotham looked too clean. Like, it was just New York at that point. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Like, I feel like this Gotham looked different from the ones I feel like I've seen on screen before. Where at night, it's dark, but it's lit up constantly because of the signs. I actually like that look a lot. It, it it somehow feels even more dystopian than if it was just broken and run down. Yeah, no, I think you're right. What did you guys think about that one scene where Selina is trying to kill Falcone? And Batman's like, no, you can't do this kind of deal because, you know, you just can't kill people kind of deal. And uh, she's like, I gotta do it. And I was like, and, and she she wasn't. And then Falcone's, she decided not to, right? And then he could, they take him outside, and then he dies anyways because he gets because the railer kills him. Like when he, when he told her not to, I, I would have been like, nah, screw that, bro. Like she killed my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, he killed my mother. It's like it's not like it's like like, like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't even get the point here. Like, like <laughs> you're telling me Batman wouldn't kill someone who killed 
his his parents like oh but he did right that's the thing yeah he did he i know he did but it's like it's like i don't know dude i felt like like like, he gets a pass because he can literally put himself in her shoes if anybody else said that i'd be like listen he didn't kill your parents but batman he did he did he killed both right so i was like i don't know i I feel like he he can get away with saying that in that situation where this person killed your parents but he also killed mine so we're on the same equal footing here for this discussion I think I just don't like that trope, and I think Batman has that trope a lot, which is like, which is like, never kill, ki- never kill, never kill, and it's like you know you should be. Kill- I'm pretty sure you should kill the Joker. I'm pretty sure, but you can never kill. You can never kill, and that leads to so many terrible situations. Or maybe that's a better thing. I don't know. But in this one, he's like, he also says, "Don't kill it," and I'm like, uh, all right, fine. I mean, but how can he come back in the Batman too? Yeah, that's true. Wait, no, he gets killed though. He Falcone does get killed. It's like he, oh, Falcone does. Yeah, I meant the, I was talking more the Riddler, but yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like you know, otherwise you just kill every villain, right? And then there'd be none left. I think the yeah, trope the for like Batman like doesn't kill is always just like a good thing because like the Dark Knight, while he's like like cruel and stuff, he like has a line, you know. Like if if he was just like killing, like we'd be basically watching a Punisher movie, but he has like a grappling hook. <laughs> That's the distinction right there. Yeah, but okay, I'm not saying kill Killing, every grappling hook. I'm not saying kill every single, you know, person, but I mean in this case when you know the history and you know what what's going on. You know, just you know, just you know, just turn around. You know, it's like <laughs> you don't have you don't have to see it. I don't know. Some people that's, that's were um some people were theorizing the reason why like Batman doesn't ever like kill and like even knows that like putting him in like uh Arkham Asylum like just lets him out later. It's just cuz like that repetition for him, it also helps him cope with the fact that, like, maybe he's, like, trying to, like, catch, like, his fam- like his parents' killer. So it's just, like, always, like, rewarding for him in that aspect, where, like, it feels like he's doing good, but then obviously, what? like, the action of, like, putting him in jail just for him to get out again is, like, hurting a lot more people. It's just, like... Like, it just keeps the cycle going. So he's a savior. So the cycle is fulfilling to him. Yeah, because it feels like he's getting justice for, for, his, for his parents. So he, I mean, to be fair, he he is insane. I'm like, no rational <laughs> yeah. person dresses up as a bat and goes out and just starts like beating people up. Dude, he's vengeance, bro. He's gotta, you know, he's gotta, gotta clean up the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fine. I guess I'm looking at more like he's a hero kind of deal, which I feel like they portray that, but it's more like a he's confused. I was surprised by how many police officers weren't corrupt, because they show that the mob runs basically everything. And yet, when they come to him, even Falcone says so, like, when he's getting arrested, he's like, do you know, like, I, I run, do you know who the police officers work for? They work for me. It's just something along those lines. You know, you know how many police officers in Gotham are corrupt? And then he opens, they open the door to the outside, and you see all these police officers who aren't supposedly corrupt. I'm like, I expected to be, like, three non-corrupt police officers in all of Gotham. Not this many. I expected Gordon, and, like, one random guy and that guy who like, explains the Tucker thing because you see him multiple times throughout the movie. Like that, those three would be the only three non-corrupt cops in all of Gotham. I was gonna say like I think the only like confirmed corrupt guy was that one guy that has like nose broken and you see him in the club. That was like kind of it. But I mean, maybe if he really like nitpicked like the whole like cam thing when Selena was walking through the, the the club, you could maybe even see like a bunch of cops or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, I always, I always assume like the higher ups, most of them are corrupt. Like we saw the the, uh, the literal mirrors. So I mean, that's kind of a bad sign. And then, uh, but the 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 foot soldiers, the foot soldier class, they probably aren't. They probably don't even know, like you know, why they're doing what they're doing, right? It's kind of like a, 
That's a good point. Like they, they go for the higher ups who give the orders to the lower ones. They're going to the lower ones directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Batman, from the Batman that you've seen, like where where does Pattinson rank? Okay, oh, wait. Let me let me answer the, let me answer this first. Okay, let me answer this first because I have only watched two Batman: Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Christian Bale. I'm not counting Ben Affleck. So <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. There's three. There's three. So Ben Affleck is last, and then, and uh, the thing is, dude. Again, like they're different bad people. Like you know, <laughs> we sound we sound crazy, but they, they they don't they don't act the same. They don't even play. They, they feel like they portray different characters sometimes. I I really like Christian Bale. Okay, I really liked the way he acted because he acted a lot like Bruce Wayne. And I really like Bruce Wayne where he's like, oh, I bought the hotel or I bought the city or whatever, you know, whatever crazy many things he does. I like that aspect of him. I really like that a lot. And But this Batman showed me more about how Batman and I like the progression and stuff. And I didn't see, like, he's wearing a suit, right? Anyone could be wearing a suit. Like, it doesn't have to be Robert Pattinson, you know? Right? It, does that make sense? Like, it, like, anyone could be playing Iron Man inside Iron Man. Oh, you mean like just in terms of like who we're actually seeing on screen? Yeah, like the actor-wise, actor-wise. So it's like it's like uh, it's kind of hard to tell which actor is better until they, until they you know do something specific. I think I would like. I guess I like Robert Pattinson's Batman. Pattinson again, Robert Pattinson's Batman, because I say for like the opposite reason that you mentioned Christian Bale, where I like I prefer watching Batman, and to see Batman pretend to be Bruce Wayne is more interesting to me than to see Bruce Wayne be Batman. As Christian Bale does, and pretty much every other Batman I can think of. So you like it more? Is it because it's novel, or do you like it because that's just a better idea? I think this is a more fun idea. To like watch this person, like just have to deal with having to be Bruce Wayne in public and keep up these images and have to just deal with that and hate it along the way. It's more fun to, for, me, for me to watch than it is to watch Bruce Wayne be a rich person and then turn on a mask and beat people up at night. Yeah, it makes sense for me. It's just like. Like in in the dark night, it's just like all right. Uh, he's beat people, beat, beat people up in the night, and then in the day, it's just like yeah, I'm a billionaire. Let me spend this uh, money on this hotel real quick. Like just buy this out hotel. But then like in the dark or uh, in the Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne's just like damn man, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> sleep throughout the whole day and then wake up in the night again. <laughs> I yeah, uh, you you guys you guys are right about that. Like I I, I like. In like the Bruce Wayne in this one is very. I like that he's an edgy teenager. You know, like like, like that's the phase he's kind of going through, right? I like the idea. Like, and he's like he's brooding. He's like he doesn't care about half the things. Like, you know, he doesn't feel like a like he knows what he's doing, which I, which I like. But you know, this to me it seems more like a this is a stage, and he's gonna he's gonna get past the stage, and he's going to get to the stage where he is Bruce Wayne, being Batman. Like it doesn't seem like to me like he's gonna this is this is it's gonna keep going like this, right? Because at some point mm-hmm. he has to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, just, that's just the thing. He has I to can, live through I, the legacy. I, I can imagine it playing out that he still is Batman being Bruce Wayne, but he's just not the same. But he can he's better at playing Bruce Wayne, if that makes sense. So when he's in public, he does do like the, oh, I, I bought the restaurant, whatever moment. But he does it because he knows that's what Bruce Wayne is supposed to do, not because he actually cares. I think um, it it's so weird to like think of like, the brooding like Batman from from this movie to just be like, yeah, I just bought this hotel, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's just like yes, okay. yeah, you're right. But that's what I mean. Like he gets better at it. He gets better at pretending to be Bruce Wayne. 
So he dresses up nice. He cleans up his hair. You know, he probably shaves. And then yeah, he, he goes meets people, like, goes to parties, donates money, that kind of stuff. Like you know, that Bruce Wayne is known for. You know, he's seen in public. Yeah, it's not a big deal when Bruce Wayne shows up to party because it's it gets a big deal because it's Bruce Wayne. But it's not like oh my god, he's finally come out of his cave. It's it's definitely hard to like see this version of Bruce Wayne to be the bit like the the playboy, like billionaire. But like, I'm open to see if it working in the future. I can I can see it working easily, specifically because Robert Pattinson is playing it, and he's already known. You know, I mean Edward Cullen, right? Let's be honest, and even Cedric Diggory in uh, in Harry Potter. Those are the only places I know him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he he's he's done well. Okay, he's done well like that. Okay, and he's he's known for being for being good looking and for doing these kind of these kind of roles. So it's like I can see it happening. Where in the next movie, they first show the daylight. Like at the end of this movie with daylight, they show it's starting with daylight, and it's more like you know. Or maybe still getting past the rut. I don't know. Whatever. As long as they show a scene establishing that that's not who he actually is, I'll be down with it. If it's like, you know, the movie starts with him being like the playboy, throwing money to solve his problems. And the second he's like behind closed doors, he just like slouches and just goes and it goes, sits on the computer and does his Batman thing to show that he doesn't actually live that lifestyle. That's not what he actually enjoys doing. He's just doing that purely for appearances. Then I'll be down with that too. Yeah, I can see them both working. Especially because Alfred... It's kind of like his dad, right? Like in in this movie, it really it really felt like that in this movie. He's more of like a like a father figure, and it's like he keeps pushing him to like you know go into society and kind of you know meet people and do your stuff. You know, be Bruce Wayne. And it seemed like in this movie that Bruce or Batman started realizing that oh wait maybe this is something that I should be doing. You know, after you know learning more about his parents and learning more about their legacy and whatnot. I I don't know. That's what I felt like he's going like he's heading toward. So uh. Best Batman movie? Arlen, tell us yours, dude. What's your favorite Batman? Um, dude, this one, of course, man. As long as you didn't say Ben Affleck, I'm okay. I I haven't watched enough like Ben Affleck Batman to to judge. Uh, That means he didn't like it. (laughs) How many choices are there? There aren't many choices for Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, there are. How many is it? Batman vs Superman, Justice League. Is he, in, is he in other ones, like Aquaman or something? I don't know. I haven't watched that. Yeah, I guess he never had his own standalone movie, did he? Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he was actually supposed to have his own standalone movie. But then I think the higher-ups were just like, nah. Um, okay. I think he did show up in um, Suicide Squad, I think. He showed up in Suicide Squad. Really? Wasn't that one scene where he beats up Joker? I, I think so. Oh, no. Oh, he takes the... Deadshot, right? And then not Deadshot. What's his name? Is it Deadshot? Will Smith's character. Yeah, I, don't, that, I try not to remember Suicide Squad. That is Deadshot. I don't remember him in Suicide Squad at all. Uh, he he, he just shows up just to uh, to arrest Will Smith's character, and that's it. Oh yeah. Why is he arresting people, dude? That, uh, dude. Okay, what did you think about the suit? The actual Batman suit. Um. Compared to Christian Bale's, compared to Ben Affleck's. Dude, okay, Batman Begins suit. Oh my God, it's trash, dude. Oh my God, <laughs> like if you you see him fighting, dude. I'm doing a reenactment right now when he's fighting. He's like boom, boom, punch, turn. It's like bro, no neck movements, dude. It's literally <laughs> stuck. Even in dark, in the dark. Is Batman Begins like that? Yeah, and in, in the Batman Begins, his neck was stuck like this, dude. So he's like literally looking with his chest. So. Then in like the Dark Knight, he was just like, "Yeah, can we get a 
that suit that I can move my neck in? And then Lucius was just like, yeah, sure, I can do it. <laughs> but I, 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 someone's going to be like, oh, you know, that's, that's a homage to the original 1985 or whatever Batman, where he couldn't turn his neck in the suit, you know? I think it was just going to be like that. It's like, Dude, some things you don't, you don't want to reenact, Maldi. Some things you just don't. Okay, also, also the reason why I asked this is because in Christian Bale's suit, like, he looks cool, okay? In Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson's suit, I just felt like they look fat or they look very padded. Like, they, dude, do you not feel like that? Do you not feel that? Like, he, they look like their suits are, like, like giant. Okay, Ben Affleck definitely does a lot more of this. But Robert Pattinson's suit still feels like it's, like, I know he has, like, you know, good st- stuff in there to take bullets and whatnot, but I don't know, man. That's... Hamza likes his Batman more lean. More lean. Yes, that's right. Like he, a, he's not like bulky. He likes lean. Likes a twink Batman. Just like a little skinny, scrawny boy. Look at Robert Pattinson. Okay. Look at Robert Pattinson. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What do you mean? Like he's, he's, he's not like Ben Affleck. At least he looks like muscular. Whatever. Robert Pattinson didn't look that muscular. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You know, that, that kind of mean. That, that kind of muscular. Not superhero movie muscular. Not like Captain America muscular. He looks like the other type, like, you know, lean type muscular. And whatever, dude. I don't know how I'm going with this. But the point is, in the suit, that's gone. Like, he's a massive behemoth. Does no one feel like that? It's just me. I mean, I think he was he's supposed to look massive. And, like, it works. But it's not, like, massive, like, Ben Affleck Batman. Ben Affleck's oh, Batman's yeah. just, yeah, like... Yeah, Ben Affleck Batman, I'll agree, went a bit further. A bit too far with it. It's, it's a lot more comic book with it. Because it just looks, like, woven, like... Like a bat suit, just like a woven bat suit, looks like there's like no armor on it at all, uh, unless like the Superman version where he's just like literal, literally all metal. But like that that Batman suit, it looks like he's just padded himself up, where he's just like on steroids. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Man, that's so cringe. You no, know, they didn't use their tool. He didn't. Batman didn't use his tools that much. I mean, except for that one contact thing, which we're not talking about. But his bat. Batarang, whatever, and other, he didn't use it that often. Like this movie wasn't that centered on like technology, right? Mm, yeah, gadgets. very few gadgets. Yeah. Like the one Which time I like. used the Batarang was just like the cutoff, like the wire. And I think, um I mean, if you really think about it, like the Batarang is just like a throwing knife. Like, is he really gonna like throw a knife at like some dude, like potentially killing him? Like, not really. Like, there's only like a, so many uses you could use for like a knife. He's like, why doesn't he carry a gun with him, you know? Sure, that would have helped. But, uh... <laughs> There's the Joker. Uh, Bang! <laughs> well, that was easy. Saved so many problems. people's lives. <laughs> Alright, uh, one last thing. It really, did, it really did seem like they're setting up for another movie with the mayor that got killed. Then the other mayor that was running up, Rio, Riel, I don't really know her name. Like, she really seemed like, you know, she's like, Screw Batman, and I hate everyone. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the hero of this town. And she didn't seem corrupt. Is what I'm saying. She didn't seem like she's under Falcone. And later on, at the end, when Batman's like, "Yo, here, I'm here to help you," out, she's kind of like, "They're not trusting him." You know, they don't really trust him. And then later on, that kid, you know, gets in his arms. And he's like, "Oh, okay, he's good. He's chill." They're trusting him. So it really, to me, it felt like she's not corrupt. Like she's not. She's one of the good guys. Maybe a little naive, but still a good guy. Yeah, definitely naive, dude. Like. If the commissioner's just like, hey, you're going to get assassinated if you go on stage. And then she's just like, I got to be out there for my people. And they get shot. She's <laughs> like, all right, dude, you, you asked for this at this point. <laughs> I was surprised by how quickly she spotted them. Yeah, I, I, thought really they'd be, I thought they'd be better hidden. 
if they're gonna try to assassinate the mayor like that. She just looks up and goes, oh, whoa. And then she gets shot. <laughs> also, they're all terrible shots, by the way. I'm just gonna say that. They had like an hour to prepare up there to like line up their shots and they all just missed. They get one shot on her, I think. No, 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 wait. They they get, well, first of all, they shoot her. That was the main thing. And as soon as they, sh- they shoot her, the panic ensued. And I don't even think they were shooting anyone after that. And then when Batman came to start, they shoot, they shoot him. And of course, they hit him. But he doesn't take any damage because he's Batman. And then I, I, I do feel that was a little unrealistic, you know. Like when Batman's fighting against all these goons, he's, he's decking everyone. That's fine. But he's getting shot so many times with actual big boy guns. And then he's actually down for the count. Then his ex machina adrenaline, adrenaline just right in, gets up, saves his loved ones, you know, every, happily ever. I, I don't know why. I was like, this is, this is a little far-fetched here. I mean, the, the adrenaline did make him, like, go into a rage where he, like, he, he almost, like, killed the guy. <laughs> But I think it, the the part where like yeah he's getting shot up with like rifles that are like having huge bullets and stuff like he's actually deflecting it it's like it's a bit crazy, but also he's like wearing like uh, actual armor like it's not like like a bulletproof vest is like cloth over and like like a bit of padding to like stop the bullet but then like it's like actual metal <laughs> it's like deflecting off and he doesn't react to it it's not like he gets shot and doesn't even notice. Especially with the shotgun, like, straight point blank. Like, it knocks him back and wins him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, dude, I don't know. That's I, I feel like even if you're wearing armor and even if it's metal and even if it's whatever the flip, some some bullets pierce that stuff, you know? It's like it's not that not that crazy to think about. And I, I would think these guys are well prepared for that. Uh, I felt like, whoa, what am I watching here? These guys just walking around. Like, you know how they say, like, the, the uh, is it stormtroopers would always miss their shots? And that's how they kind of make the hero. This time they're actually hitting their shots, but it's not doing anything. And it felt like it's a little unrealistic because why isn't everyone wearing that suit? Because uh, Bruce Wayne billionaire money. It's the yeah, only explanation. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Plus, you got to be bat Bruce Wayne strong to even hold up all that weight. That's not a light suit. Yeah. I think, Hamza, I think you like the logistical part of like Batman Begins where it was just like they're like buying all this stuff and then Alfred's just like, what you need to buy it in 10,000 pots so it doesn't look suspicious. And then Bruce is like, all right, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I'd like to see logistics. I know this movie wasn't about logistics, it's fine, but it's like a, still some parts of this. I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. I think the Dark Knight definitely does like a better job of like establishing like how he gets his gadgets and stuff. But like... This is the Batman here, not the businessman, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, kind of wrap it up then. Basically, I like the movie. I like Lieutenant Gordon. I like the actors. I like the scenes. Like, again, I bring it again. I really didn't want to like the movie. But constantly throughout the movie, I was like, I'm enjoying this too much. It's a good movie. So there we go. Same. Well-crafted. Also enjoyable. I also had the same thing where like I I went in not wanting to enjoy it. I guess I was a bit harsh. I went in not expecting to enjoy it, and I came out loving it. So, dude, it is the perfect atmosphere for Gotham, dude. A lot of picturesque scenes. The scenes look so great. They did a great job handling multiple villains. Action scenes, dude, had like a lot of weight. It felt like like punches did stuff. Guns actually did stuff. Um, the detective scenes were amazing romance not really there but 
it did its job. It shouldn't have been there at all. No. Opinions. Opinions. Um, small hiccups, like the Joker being there for some reason. But, um, hey, best Batman movie. 9 out of 10. That's very high praise. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie. Thanks for joining us, Arlen. You're a hero. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you in the next 50 episodes. <laughs> All right, yeah, see you guys in the next 50. We will talk about some other movie that is super good, but also not good at all. Interesting. Dang, all right. Do you think next time we should pick a movie that is terrible and then talk about a terrible movie instead? Terrible movie? Dude. Yeah, we should try to find movies that we really disagree with. Like, Arlen thinks this oh, is the best yeah. movie ever. And I'm like, this is the worst movie ever. And Willie's like, it's another different perspective. <laughs> interesting. That's a good point, yeah. Because this is more of a we all love the movie kind of scenario. It'd be yeah. interesting if, you could, if we... But I, I, I would want it to be like a movie that comes out around the time we record. I don't want to be like, oh, it's a movie that came out 16 years ago. Here's our thoughts on Like, I want it to be like a recent movie too. It's going to be like... So it's kind of hard. But if you're going to go to like a past movie, we're going to bring up Seven. And they're like, all of these are going to be like, yeah, I hate it. And then I'm like, dude, I hate kidding seven. me? It's a seven N. I'm kind of surprised uh, you like this movie, Amelie, because it's just like this Batman movie took a lot from Seven. It did. Like, I, I, seven. Oh, no spoilers, dude. No spoilers. I haven't watched the Seven N. <laughs> dude, come on. Listen, like. Uh, okay, so. Hope to see you guys next time. Bye. Okay, I'm stopping it. <laughs> <laughs>